Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rare Enough Podcast, not your ordinary brain cancer podcast. I am Head for the Cure's own staff survivor, DJ Stewart. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about me. I am a four-year, grade four, glioblastoma survivor dedicated to kicking brain cancer's ass. So let's hear what makes today's guest rare enough. All right, welcome our listeners to the Rare Enough podcast. I am very, very excited about today's guest. It is Shane Brown from our amazing partner at GT MedTech. Quick background, we all know that the Rare Enough podcast was started to inspire hope and things like that, but it is also to educate and bring awareness to this disease that we are looking to fight. So I think Shane is going to have a lot of great insight to share with us today. Shane, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you could make some time in your schedule to sit down with us in this beautiful Arizona day. Hey, thanks, DJ. It's fun to be here. I'm a big fan of yours, and I think the podcast is really cool, but your fighting story is what inspires people like me every day. Well, that, that means the world, especially coming from a guy that has such a, an important role in the fight. Like, knowing that you're motivated to fight and that sort of thing, we, we need that from everyone in this entire industry, entire journey. So, thank you so much for that, Shane. Would you tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you got into this whole brain tumor community that we are sharing together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in uh, medical device uh, sales and and uh, the business for 27 years, right off the college campus, mostly on the cardiovascular side. So electrophysiology and heart valves and stroke prevention and sleep apnea detection, a lot of really heavy duty things. And I will say to, to answer your question, this has captured my heart really? in a really genuine way. And I've been part of life and death therapies my entire career. Right. And it always makes me feel good that I'm tied to something that is helping that patient on the table. So I may just be in a, a conference room or a flight or a business meeting, but I know somebody in our company is supporting a clinician who's supporting the patient. Right. And, and so that's always been a nice, fulfilling part about being part of medical devices my whole career. Um, and, and in this role, I've been in it about 18 months with GT okay. representing Gamatile. And I really feel like I'm meant to be here. It's the first time in my life when I know I'm meant to be in the role I'm in. And I know that there was a, a procedure, my, the first procedure for Gamatile that I was in last summer okay. up here in Scottsdale Osborne with, with Dr. Chris Smith. Okay. And I was there and it was a, a five-hour meningioma and he was resecting, you know, just yeah. amazing, you know, discipline and had a good, you know, uh, playlist on. And, nice. and, and he was getting back to his thing. We had a great conversation for a couple of hours, but then he was concentrating, obviously, to get back to what he needed to do. Yeah. And I just felt this peace. I felt a peace come over me that was like somebody, the big guy upstairs was telling me, you're meant to be here. Right. Keep on picking up the shovel and helping out. Oh, that is... That is such an amazing start for getting you involved into that industry and to know that, like I said, having the right people in the right places is what's truly going to make a difference in this fight. So that is exactly what that is. I mean, just a definition of the right person that has the passion for it. What has kept you going in that? Because I'm sure that, you know, with obviously the successes that you see, there's probably... As we know, some of the downsides, it can be a, a tiring, wearing position to be in. What has kept you going? Yeah, yeah. Um, not to be too uh, cheesy about it, but people like you keep me going. 
Uh, I met uh, I met a patient last year at the Head for the Cure 5K in okay. Tempe, Arizona at Kiwanis Park last year. And we have a tabletop like yep. everybody does. And uh, a, a nice older lady came walking up to our tabletop and said, hey. And, and, and our head of marketing at the time said, hey, do you want to know more about Gamma Tile? Yeah. And what do you know about Gamma Tile? And she, go, and she effectively said, yeah, I know a lot about Gamma Tile. Okay. And picture the best head of hair even better than yours. Hey. The best head of hair, way better than mine. <laughs> the best head of hair in the entire Kiwanis Park, so several hundred people. Right. Huge smile on her face, just a tranquility to her. She walked up and effectively told us our sto- her story. Her name's Margot. Okay. And I, I ended our last board meeting talking about Margot. You know, oh. you go through budgets and expenses and strategies and all these business MBA things. But it was an, a really fun point that our company is so focused on the patients yeah. that bringing this big, bad business meeting to a close, talking about Margo the patient that I met at Head for the Cure last year. Uh, she effectively was a snowbird out here from Milwaukee for okay. a few months uh, renting a condo in Scottsdale. Uh, she, in the middle of the night, started bumping into a wall. Um, her husband was terrified. She was terrified. They went to an optometrist the next morning. The optometrist was really savvy and said, hey, this is not a sight issue. Right. Your eyes look look fantastic structurally. You need to go to an emergency room now. Don't go to a neurosurgeon's office. You could wait a, a month or two or three to get seen. Go to the emergency room now. Within 10 minutes, they were at an emergency room, and then they transferred them to another hospital in, in Scottsdale, Honor, Honor Osborne. And and Chris Smith took it. Doctor Chris Smith took care of her that day, and she no hair loss. She was thriving. She was vibrant. Right. She did the five k last year. It was as if she was on the business side. Right. Of the, like she was strolling yeah. around, you know, kissing babies and shaking yeah. hands. And and six months before that, she thought her life was over. That's why I do what I do. Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much for sharing that story because that is what this is all about. I love. More than anything, hearing stories like that, and they never get old. I hear them nonstop, and it's still the best feeling out there to know that people, you know, are fighting because this is something that takes the right kind of attitude to beat. I, I firmly believe that. I've thrown every single piece of treatment at what I have. You know, I, I've done everything, and I am so grateful that I've done everything, but I truly believe a gigantic portion of why I'm still here and kicking ass the way I am is because I have that attitude that Margot has that it's like you know what let's live our life we don't we live with a diagnosis not in the diagnosis it doesn't run your life you run your life that's just a part of it um, so that's incredible thank you so much for sharing that story the patient stories are the best do you, do you mind if I give you a, two more, three more? Bring it in, in on. Terms, this is the Please. most mission-driven company I've ever worked for. Okay. And again, startups and cardiology, right. people's hearts are stopping or they're a stroke or all sorts of things. We have personal stories within our four walls and all across the country that are GT employees yeah. that have been per, have been personally impacted by this nasty, nasty thing in, in a brain tumor. So Please share. sales reps, spouses. Yeah. Uh, sales rep's six-year-old son. Um, we have, you, you name it, across. There's five or six people, younger brothers. Right. There's five or six people in our company who not just were were caregivers and were personally traumatized by the experience of a loved one. 
they it was it, glioblastoma right. and metastatic disease in the brain and all of these things with really good devices and and really good therapies and 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 chemo and everything else are showing up every day with a lunch pail saying well, we got to do better we just have to do better if yeah. we don't do it who's going to do it exactly if not us then who yeah that's and it's so crazy to hear that because before i was diagnosed i had never you know you hear of a brain tumor maybe but I couldn't name any of them. I didn't know anyone that had one, whether it was somebody I knew personally or a celebrity or, or whatever it was. Never heard of them. And then I get diagnosed. And it's the only thing that you hear about. Like movies that I've seen a thousand times. Didn't realize like, oh, wait, that character has a brain tumor. Did he just say astrocytoma? Did he just say glioblastoma? What? I thought that was a made-up word. And then I didn't even really... It took me at 28 years old being diagnosed with a brain tumor to understand what my dad did for a living. My dad spent his entire life basically working on and helping design like the cyber knife, which is a very simple, you know, the same kind of technologies that are leading the ways. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, wait, all of a sudden his entire life of work became so much more personal because he hears that I have a brain tumor. And I know that I hear stories like yours all the time where it's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I wanted to get into it and fight it, and then the next thing I knew, I knew somebody that had one, and then I knew someone another, somebody else, and it's crazy to see that, and it's obviously sad to hear in the beginning, but more people are are learning and fighting, and that there's that weird catch twenty two of this disease where it's like it has to be talked about more, and sometimes people take that as like a somber thing, and that's what. I want this podcast to be the opposite. I want people to come here and we're going to deal with some real shit, but we're going to do it in a better light with awesome people like yourselves. And I'm just realizing now we're like 15 minutes into this conversation and I skipped something huge. Shane, what the hell does the gamma tile actually do? <laughs> Why is it important? Why do, do our listeners need to know about it? I'm so sorry. That's what I wanted to start with. And then you had patient stories and I just like, get all no. giddy i could talk for these patient stories i have another one oh we're we'll going to at the end but let's do one it one of my favorite <laughs> territory managers of all time uh passed away earlier this year with Sorry. two beautiful girls at home at college a, a wife that he had found his soulmate and he saw my post of mine on linkedin yeah that said hey i'm now at at gt medtech talking about gamma tile and he was in touch that same day we hadn't talked in 10 years right we he was in touch that same day and and just following his journey on carebridge and and those things of wow this is this is not you know some run of the mill thing no. not that any cancer is run of the mill but when there's a tumor in your brain it's just mm -hmm. a whole different ball game so uh, to talk about gamma tile we're really proud of uh, what we're representing here. And we genuinely believe that this could be the breakthrough that this space needs. Oh, I'd hear that. But I'd be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about what the standard of care is right now. Yes, please because do. Because it will, it will make sense more of what gamma tile, the benefits of gamma tile are, if we understand you know, how most people are treated for operable brain tumors. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank so, you. So a patient presents, um, the, their head is spinning, they're in shock. You know this journey well, both of you do. Mm -hmm. And and you know that there's a little bit of research and then effectively there's a, a craniotomy happening within a few days. Yep. And that's heavy duty and, and, and resecting out of your brain. Uh, sometimes the patients are even awake, but within your brain, they're resecting these skilled, highly skilled 
top gun pilot neurosurgeons are resecting a tiny little millimeter at a time. Um, and so the standard of care right now, and I, by no means by saying standard of care, do I mean the best care right. or the perfect care or the ideal care? It's just the standard of care right now. Yep. Everybody has the best of intentions, but the current therapies are what mandate the standard of care. Mm -hmm. So after that patient um, is resected over a few hours, the, the skull flap is put back on, the wound has to heal right. for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks yep. before external beam can start. So in that three or four or five weeks, the, the surgeon, even the best surgeons in the world, cancerous cells are left behind. Yep. And they're left behind because unlike if you're, if you're treating the margin for breast cancer or mm -hmm. prostate, you can continue to take tissue away to make sure the margin is clean. Right. Because, and, and you can't do that in the brain because you're going to go into motor function or speech mm -hmm. or death. Exactly. So they can only, so it's called a gross total resection, a maximal safe resection. Okay. So a maximal safe resection is they're taking out everything they can without causing more damage. Yes. So it's conservative by yeah. nature. It has to be. There are cancerous cells left behind. In that three, four, five weeks when the, the wound is healing, those cancerous cells are multiplying. They are growing. And, and that the terrible statistic now, it's called rapid early progression. Yes. One out of two patients is coming back in that window with the majority of their tumor volume has already regrown. Wow. Meaning these amazing neurosurgeons and amazing radiation oncologists have to walk back to the clinic and into the waiting room and talk to a patient and a patient's caregiving network and say, I'm really sorry. We took out everything we could, but 60% of your tumor is back. My God. Can you imagine what no. that feels like as a clinician? Unreal. I mean, obviously for the patient and the patient's family, that's bad news. But for the clinician of like, what did I accomplish today? Right. Oh, wow. Did I actually move the needle? And when you're walking, I, I just, I can't even imagine. No, that. absolutely. So I have full respect for these clinicians of not just their training and their experience, but their intestinal fortitude to wake up and go do it again, yeah. hoping that this is the patient that's going to do it better than the last patient is. And so what Gamatel does, this is a, a really interesting technology. There were five brain tumor specialists from the Barrow Neurological Institute here in Phoenix, one yeah. of the most world-renowned neurological places in the world. Um, and the inventor, Dr. Dave Brockman, he, in his words, said he was desperate to find something better to offer his patients. Oh, He's a radiation that. oncologist. He was head of clinical studies at Barrow for several years. He knew his stuff. Yeah. And whether it was a recurrent meningioma or a recurrent met or an upfront GBM, all of these things, these patients were coming back. Right. And he said, we've got to do better. And so there was a real toe in the water and, and brain brachytherapy was tried a little bit, yeah. still tried a little bit at, at some sites in the United States. And what is that? Sorry, that's a term even new to me, brain brachytherapy. So yeah, effectively, what is that? it's Sorry. <laughs> inside out radiation. Oh, okay. I it's, gotcha. It's picture, it's, it's called cesium-131. Okay. And it's in a tiny little seed, like a, the size of a, a, a blade of rice. Oh, okay. Tiny little guy. Gotcha. And, and they would implant those within the tumor so they'd resect the tumor out and then place these but it would take forever okay there were parts that were hotter in the cavity there were parts that were didn't weren't getting as much radiation so what dr brockman did with this group of five uh neuro neuro um uh, specialists yeah. they got together and, and dr brockman was literally making these tiles by himself getting them sterilized and using them for a specific patient to help and so all of a sudden this started 
oh, this is an interesting idea. Then the data started rolling in through IRB approval, and they're like, we are on to something. Okay. And so in, in 2017, um, Dr. Brockman and, and the four other uh, specialists got together and said, we can either sell this to a big company and just recover the investments we put in out of our own pocket, yeah. or maybe let's you know run this by a couple quote unquote business people to see okay. what we have here. So Dr. Brockman got you know got in touch with a, a guy named Matt Likens, who's our CEO. Yeah, I was like, I know that name. Yeah, yeah, okay. Matt's an amazing person, and, and Matt Likens and, and Brian Martin um, went and met Dr. Brockman and the four specialists, and and they said, hey. Not only do you, should you not sell this to the to the big strategic company, you've got something here right. that can help hopefully help thousands of patients if this, we do this correct. Yeah, like but this is a game changer. This is a game changer. What you're going to need to do is go raise money, start a company, do all these things. We'll tell you what to do it, but we're not at a place that we're going to do this ourselves. They came back to Matt and said, "Guess what? We know your recommendations were correct." Two or three weeks later, October of 2017. Yeah. We want you to be the CEO, and we want to form a company, and away we go. Man, and, and, so, and cool. so what Gamatile does in, in, in that longer story is at the time of resection, mm-hmm. before the skull is put back together, these uh, postage stamp size tiles are put in and line the brain cavity. And, and it takes less than two minutes, two and a half, three minutes wow. of, of placing them. So no additional time for yeah. infection or for time for the surgeon or anything like that. But within there is the cesium-131 seeds. Okay. And instead of the traditional way, the standard of care of waiting three, four, five weeks uh, to start external beam radiation, this radiation is starting at the very second before the skull is put even put back together. And so you can see, and it's hot, and it's exactly where the radiation needs to be within that cavity, yeah. on the cavity floor. All of that is getting treated right away and not waiting three or four or five weeks. And so our results now, not only is it, it fantastic for the patient, mm-hmm. and that's what we're here for today is the right. patient perspective, but clinicians are now saying, hey, we do have hope when we walk down that hallway to that patient that's recurred. Right. We do now for that previously irradiated patient, we can walk in and say, guess what? This time we want to operate again, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. Right. We're adding gamma tile and your radiation is going to start inside out instead of going through healthy tissue to mm-hmm. get to the tumor. And it's going to start immediately and not three, four five weeks later right. and no hair loss and not necessarily even needing the post radiation. So yeah. in that in the life cycle of these patients, I wish that it was, you know, hey, I just got diagnosed with a brain tumor, you have 25 years to live. That's a lot different than the reality today. Yeah. So these people, these beautiful patients have the peace of mind that the radiation has started already. Right. They're not going to need to go back and forth, you know, 5 days a week for an hour or two or three to get radiation therapy afterwards. They can go about their life knowing that those darn cancerous cells are getting zapped right there. All day, right? There. All day. That is that is very cool and very reassuring on the patient side. And those that have listened to the podcast before know that we're a big fan of Gamatile. And I actually recorded a commercial for you guys where I said that. It was basically, you know, imagine getting that diagnosis, but then knowing that as soon as you woke up from your surgery, your radiation had already begun. You were already as on top of this thing as you can be. And in a world of unknowing comes with a brain tumor any kind of positive where you're like yeah I'm, I'm doing this already is absolutely amazing i know that's like you said from the clinical side where the the surgeon the doctor whoever has to come and be the bearer of that news 
they get to feel better about that too. Like, you know what? We're giving this everything we can. We're starting right away. I know caregivers love to hear that kind of thing as well. Just to know that, hey, we're, we're going at this with everything and this is this incredible device that's going to probably greatly improve your, your life with this disease. We interrupt this episode to bring you important information about a program from the Head for the Cure Foundation known as Brains for the Cure. Brains for the Cure provides valuable advice, inspirational stories, and essential resources in close partnership with medical professionals, patients, and caregivers to assist you at every stage of your brain tumor journey. For more details, support, guidance, and inspiring stories to aid you on your path through brain cancer, please visit brainsforthecure.org. Once more, that's brainsforthecure.org. With that, I want to ask, you know, I always want to be real. Side effects? I know that I had, you know, I had some other procedures. Gametile wasn't right there when I first got diagnosed. Otherwise, I definitely would have been looking in. But I had some, some weird side effects from mine. What happens with the tile, you know, after it's there for a while? Our, our safety profile is within the same range as a resection by itself. Okay. Meaning we're adding their durogen it's called so picture a, a semi-pliable tile with the seeds within them okay the tile itself absorbs resorbs into the body okay in about two months oh all right the effective dose 90 percent of of the radiation is in the first 30 days right That's, which makes sense you're, you're getting intense radiation exactly where you need it in the time that you need it and then the uh, seeds become inert, and then they just stay, and they're tiny. Right. Um, and, but that's the only thing. And it's already stay. in a cavity, they're essentially. Already in a cavity. So the, the tile itself is gone. Right. Yeah, so effect, in effect, the side effects, again, no hair loss. Awesome. You don't have to spend, you and the, your, your caregiver, your spouse, your yeah. mom, you know, your, your best friend. You don't have to, we all have a finite amount of time on earth, right? Right. And you don't have to worry about okay, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I need to head in for my external beam radiation therapy right. today. Otherwise, this you, you're done. You, when you re- are recovered from your craniotomy, you have the peace of mind and the quality of life that you can just go about it. So when you're ready to skateboard again, right. when you're ready to go to your son's high school graduation, when you're ready to walk your daughter down the aisle at her wedding, you don't have to worry yeah. about having something big on your head. You don't have to worry about these appointments to come. Right. You can just live and have a quality of life for the rest of the time you're on Earth. And I want to make a comment about how incredible that would be. Um, I or, or is for those, you know, I'm getting a little emotional now. I love my care team and I am obviously so happy. I'm here kicking ass. But in that beginning stages... You know, coming out of the craniotomy and then knowing, all right, I'm getting some return to normalcy except, oh, wait, every day I've got to, you know, drive 20 minutes to my therapy, get locked into this crazy headgear piece, listen to god-awful elevator music, and just have what feels like the energy literally drained out of your body. I would go into radiation in the morning feeling, you know, I'm all right, I got my coffee, I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool, and thinking that I'm, I'm tough, I'm a hard ass, and then... 20 minutes later when the therapy is actually done, I feel like somebody just drained me, that I just ran a marathon. It was absolutely unreal. So to not have to worry about that every day, you know, then it was like, okay, I left and I would try to go about having a normal rest of the day, but it was like, oh, wait, tomorrow I got to wake up and do this again and again and again. And then the weekend comes and I get a little reprieve, but then it is again. So to, to be able to go back to living 
as normal life as possible right away obviously is great for everybody but what i think would be the most important about that was keeping your mental fortitude up keeping your will to fight up because you don't have something weighing over you you have it's just easier to get back to a normal life and that's what i think everyone needs is no just make it impossible to make excuses to get back to your normal life try to live every way you can and that's what gamatile really seems like it does to me it does it doesn't and, and let alone scheduling rehab you don't have a hold up to like hey i want to get back to speech therapy or occupational therapy right. or everything else that you want to be you want to get back to yourself yeah. man you want to you want to get back out there and live your life and be in the sunshine and go eat some jack stacks barbecue in kansas city right. you don't want to have to worry about hey i have to coordinate with this radiation oncologist who's going to line these up and then five days a week well guess what those cancerous cells are multiplying on the weekends too oh yeah they don't take the day off. They don't you get the day, the day off, off. They don't. Gametile is working the whole time. It's not because it's, oh, okay, I'm going to get good therapy Monday through Friday. Right. You're getting good therapy exactly when you yep. need it. Eight days a week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, quick pause on that. Glad you mentioned Jack Stack. Next time you come to Kansas City, Jack Stack's great. We'll go there. We'll get the sides. But we're going to go to Joe's, and I'm going to get you the best brisket and burnt ends you've ever had. Oh, you're talking my language now. There we go. All right. That's all my right. love language. Brisket is uh-huh. my love language. We're going to show you a good time <laughs> in KC. Aaron and I are, fi- are food people, so we're going to have some fun next time you make it out to KC. Um, now, back to our reg- regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Why can't we just talk about barbecue? Right. right? That would be great. That's our second podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll pitch that around later. Um I mentioned, you know, I would have loved to go up about getting gametile when I was first diagnosed. It wasn't readily available at the time. Has there been enough? I, was it a, you know, a funding thing? I know it was around in the time of my diagnosis, but again, my doctor didn't bring it up. I didn't hear about it until a bit later. Is there enough funding? Is there enough research? Why wasn't it? You know, what's going on with all of that? We know that Things oh, move slow in this industry. This is a big one. All right. And this is a hot button for me. Hey. No pun intended. No, bring it on. So there's certain spaces in in medicine that are used to innovation. Okay. And I've, I've been part of a lot of those. Right. Electrophysiology, they all, there's always a new algorithm for a pacemaker. There's always a different ablation catheter. These are getting rolled okay. out two or three times a year. Oh, wow. And big, huge companies that are dedicating big resources and R&D teams and data and everything else to, there's a constant speed of innovation. Because of the blood-brain barrier, because of the FDA, and and just nobody's really been able to figure out that puzzle. There's been a lot of great external beam radiations, um, certainly the the tumor-treating fields Mm -hmm. and and things. There's been an innovation for a glioblastoma. There's been no difference in standard of care for 15 or 16 years. And, and we know that we have that opportunity. And we're seeing that. We're at 100, as of yesterday, 102 centers in the United States. We've treated over 1,200 patients in our commercial era. That's just since March of 2020. Right. So does March of 2020 ring a bell to anybody? <laughs> we, at full market launch, one week before the global right. shutdown of every hospital, meaning our device and our technology and our team did really well considering the situation of when it was launched yeah so we got some traction so it's a personal apology to you that we weren't with your care team at the time but that's again what drives us every day right we want to make sure you people talk about access to care all the time yes what's better access to care of a clinician having the 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 awareness of a a well-funded well-published common innovative device right that's what you want every we can rely on the patients like we're doing today of like hey 
God forbid you have an operable brain tumor or it recurs, think about Gamatile, ask your clinician about Gamatile. How beautiful it will be when 600 hospitals in the United States are offering this, and then Canada, and then right. Japan, and then Western Europe. That's that's the goal of the company. Right, and we're on our way for that. We're on I get, our way. I get, I get patients, caregivers all over the world, you know, always reaching out for, for resources. So I love we're, to have that one. We're on our way. This is the trickiest puzzle I've been a part of, too. Oh, I bet. The the pace of innovation, like I said, isn't the same as what I'm used to. And then you talk about the patient journey, and you'll remember your own path. So we're having to try to impact everybody from an ER staff to a medical oncologist to a neuro-oncologist to a radiation oncologist to a neurosurgeon to a nurse practitioner – and then a hospital administrator that's saying, wait a minute, you're going to add cost onto a, an already existing you know, procedure. Yeah. Um, we do have a, a favorable DRG that recognizes the uplift of what you'll need for gamma For those that don't know, DRG? It, it, it's, the design, it's, it's how uh, hospitals reimburse oh, okay. for the, the uh, devices they're using in the operating room. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so all of these things to say, the puzzle that we're obsessed with cracking and if there's one thing I can leave behind today is Gamatile is really good for the patient. Mm-hmm. It's good for the clinician. And you have a, a company that is absolutely dedicated to moving the needle. But try to – all of these specialties are reimbursed in a different way. Yeah. They all have their own sensitivities. The patient journey is different for every single patient. And it's not like it just instantly goes from, hey, one surgeon is going to make this call. Yeah. It's like if I'm selling a stent or a pacemaker or a heart valve – I need to convince one person that this is the right thing to do. In this journey with all of these really talented clinicians, we have to resonate with people who have built their career on external beam radiation, right. reimbursed even more for oh, external beam radiation. Interesting. We have to convince a surgeon to spend five extra minutes mm-hmm. to place this rather than getting to their already crazy rigorous schedule. Right. Next patient, let's turn it over, let's get back to research. All of these things. And it's unique for... Uh, a, a meningioma pathway okay. for the patient is different from a recurrent MET oh, pathway yeah. is different from a glioblastoma, upfront glioblastoma, or a recurrent glioblastoma. So all of these things are totally different. Yeah. And so when you're asking, why aren't we everywhere we need to be yet? We will be, but it's an enormously rigorous puzzle, and we are obsessed with cracking that code. We're getting a lot better, yeah. and every day goes by. I mean, in the last literally three weeks, we started Dartmouth. We okay. started Montefiore in the okay. Bronx. We started uh, Houston Methodist, which yeah. is a huge shop huge. in Houston. We started uh, Norton in Louisville. Okay. That's already done four patients in three weeks. So wow. We're getting the fantastic traction. But access to care drives us in a very big way. I definitely, definitely see that. My wife just asked a great question to me, and I didn't even really think about it. Can it be used for all types of brain tumors? I know that for what I had diagnosed, you know, glioblastoma, it is common. But, our, you know, you mentioned meningiomas, everything. What, where does everything. it? Malignant and recurrent. Wow. Right? That's... So really, in, in practical terms, that has to be operable. Right. And then okay. not upfront meningiomas, but everything else we can treat. I see. Okay. So that is very important for our listeners to know. There, you know, many are going through this journey, whether it be upfront reoccurrence, somebody they know, this, that, and the other, that type of information and your detail in it has been just absolutely amazing. Um, I've got some some cool notes here in front of me. We got to talk a lot about what GT is doing right now. It's FDA cleared. Are you guys 
I see something working on some other clinical trials. What's what's coming in the future? Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a fun story for me to tell too because all right. we have all of the FDA indications that we need to help patients within the brain. Right. We have aspirations longer term for different areas of the body. Love that. But we're laser focused in the brain right now. And we have the indications Good we need, as I said. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Laser focused. <laughs> radiation focused. Yeah, there we go. Um, we're hot seat focused. But so um, we are currently, if you go up the street here 15 minutes mm-hmm. to our little startup uh, office in Tempe, Arizona, right. it is unfinished concrete floors. It is plywood cubicles that a lot of people have yes. built over the weekends. Meaning we're well funded, but we are keeping all of our finances where it needs. We don't right. need mahogany. No, nope. we don't need a, a ton of support staff. What we're doing is keeping the our resources pointed to awareness in, yeah. in sales and marketing, so all of the clinicians the next time around and patients can hopefully hear about what we're doing. But we're funding four, soon to be five, clinical studies. Okay, and it's again, it's not to get FDA clearance. Right, it's not to have a post-market study. All of these things are just to fortify that clinician's decision. When they see the right patient that presents in the clinic or in the emergency room, they will have no pause to yep. say, yeah, this is a gamma tile case. Let's estimate what we need and place the order and get this person treated in 48 hours. Boom. That's that's what we're doing now. And so we spend all of our money on these clinical trials and, and getting faster, less expensive, everything we have to do so more tiles can be helping more patients every single day. That is awesome. I love that you use the the word obsession too, uh, because I think some people think of obsession as a as a bad thing. This is something for us to beat. We need people that are obsessed with beating it. We have to. Aaron and I are obsessed with beating this, with with helping others beat this, and to know that I mean this will be our, our maybe tenth episode of the podcast, and everyone that we talk to has got that fire, and just to know that they're out there means so much to me as you know a patient going through it and I know it does to Aaron and I know it does to our listeners but to I was worried when it first started the podcast and I was like does everybody feel the same way that we do about this and thank you so much for just reinstilling that this is not you know just us it's everywhere people are in the right places and I just I can't even put it into words how good that feels we a couple weeks ago recorded with an incredible incredible doctor Pudovali from MD Anderson and we got to ask him a very hard question to answer it was but you know it's an important one it was like are are we on the way to beating brain cancer are we are we going to cure this thing and I get chills even thinking about it this world-renowned doctor looked me right in the eyes and said with all of the procedures and the medical equipment and everything that are coming out now it is a resounding yes and my God, to, to just have you yeah. reinstill that too. That's what I feel like because, you know, you've got true startup activity going to beat this thing. And that's what you need. You need people that are just obsessed with it. Like, I'm, I'm going to just work in this plywood cubicle and put my head down and kick this thing's ass. And that is just, God, what I love to hear. Yeah. Well, no, I, I talk about how humbling this is for me. Like, we, we haven't yet cracked the code to be in every center we want to be. Even, the, I mentioned Barrow Neurological yeah. Institute. 
and and amazing clinicians. Uh, the five people who founded GT and yeah. invented GT, they no longer work there. Okay. But we even have a hard time getting Barrow Neurological to call us back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because there's <laughs> there's all sorts of dynamics. Right. There's their own research. There's competing interests. There's all sorts of different things. A little bureaucracy. Oh, just a touch. <laughs> just a touch. Big centers and academic centers yeah. uh, are known for that. But we are obsessed. Hell and yeah. and when you talk about humility, if I have three children, two of which are in high school. There's nothing more humbling than that. Oh. Like every outfit that I have on is critiqued. Every dad joke is critiqued. Everything is critiqued. But I, but I, I say a cliche from time to time, you know, kind of our, our chill Sunday afternoon time. Yeah. And that is find something you love to do and you'll never work another yeah. day yep. in your life. Exactly. I didn't find that till 18 months ago. Getting involved with people like you oh, man. And, and caregivers and these clinicians that are so talented because it has to improve. It has to improve. I've been involved with life and death before yeah. and great therapies and, and great everything. This just has to improve. Standard of care, we cannot rest and be content with standard of care from 15 or 16 years ago. No other marketplace would accept that. Nope. We have to innovate. Yeah. We have to enroll these trials. We need Head for the Cure. We need these great advocacy groups to join us arm in arm with the same hand on the shovel to say, we are going to impact this together. And it's not it's not for financial gain. Yeah. It's not for you know us to have a big mahogany office. It's for us to be treating. We treat hundreds of patients a year now. It's going to be thousands of patients within a couple of years. And then you can just see this start rolling. But Hell we yeah. have to all be working together and demand more from where we are. I couldn't agree more. Let's, let's keep digging. Let's keep digging. I love that you said that earlier. Grab the shovel. I know that you had one more patient story. And I think that might be... Worth ending it on if you can remember what you were going. Oh, I was talking about my my old territory manager Ray in San Diego. Okay, and and uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you how the family. They sorry the the first patient that was treated in the commercial era. Okay, this was before me, but it still drives the company. All right, so there's um, a, a patient presents in the Twin Cities, in okay. Minnesota, mm-hmm. Minneapolis, St. Paul. In in uh, I think it was December of 2019. Okay, and so we are not yet to full commercial right. launch. Um, uh, Clark Chen, Dr. Clark Chen, is a brilliant neurosurgeon. Uh, fortunately, the Earth or God, whatever you believe in, brought these two people together. Okay, uh, Linda just wanted to make it to her son's graduation oh. in May of that year of the next year. So six months later, our Dr. Brockman, the inventor, yeah, the radiation oncologist who just won uh, the genius edition of Price is Right, by the way. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, let's get him on the podcast. He's fascinating. I mean, he's literally the guy who's making these tiles That's and getting him sterilized. Like Steve Jobs in his garage yeah, style. Like That's epic. Brilliant and, and funny and witty and everything else. Oh, yeah. But long story short, they touched down there. Our team, led by Dr. Broppin, touched down there in Minneapolis, and it's December in Minnesota. Right. And it was even unseasonably cool if that's a thing in Minnesota. <laughs> so literally, like, the temperature was a negative 15. Not even wind right. chill, but the temperature was like a ne- – you guys know from Kansas yeah. City. So oh, we don't even get that, Super cold. That's Super, nuts. super cold. Long story short – Dr. Clark Chen, who's an early adopter who continues to research everything in this space because he's obsessed with yeah. doing this better and better. Linda was treated. Not only did she make it to see her son graduate from high school, she made it another six months into the fall and was able to you know, be with her, her people again, right. go to her favorite meal, interact with her friends, see some, feel some sunshine on her face, yeah. all of these things 
that would not have happened without gamma tile. Boom. And and so there a patient story to wrap up on. It has to wrap up where we started, and that was with Linda. We still have her picture in the office. Oh, I love that. We have the date of the procedure on our blackboard, and it will never change. We may be the next great medical device company. We will never lose focus of Margot and Linda and my old friend Ray in San Diego. We will never lose sight of these patients because otherwise, if we don't do this, nobody's doing it. Right. And so we have to figure it out, and we have to continue to be obsessed and focused and strategic. To, to really resonate with all the caretakers and, and every patient there. People talk a lot in the buzz in medicine right now is precision medicine. Yeah. You've heard that term? Yep. What's more precision medicine right. than tiles that are manufactured for that specific patient on that day in that hospital to be treated exactly where these cancerous cells right. are? Not going through the brain tissue to get to a tumor within where the brain tumor was to make sure it never comes back. Yeah. You can't get more tailor fitted for it. I mean, it is absolutely a tailored experience and that is so amazing. It's, it's what we need. We need that obsession. Thank you so, so much for sharing these incredible stories with us. My last question for you is I know tons of our listeners are going to want to learn more. How do they learn more about Gamatile short of this episode? Where do they go? Who do they talk to? Yeah, thank you. Uh, Gamatile.com. Um, is, is the easiest way. We have nurse navigators that are available awesome. within 24 hours to walk family members and, and patients through of like, hey, I was just diagnosed. My mm-hmm. head is spinning a little bit. I'm in shock. What does this do and where can I find it? On our website, you can see all of the centers, all of the 102 centers in the United States right now. Awesome. We have elite centers that have done more than 10 that are publishing that okay. are on the podium talking about it. But Gamatile.com is the best way to go. You heard it. You heard it. Go to Gamatile.com. Gamatile.com. Shane, thank you so, so much for an absolutely incredible interview, for sharing those incredible stories and your passion for kicking this thing's ass. We have absolutely loved having you. I'm going to go ahead and part ways. I can't wait to see you again soon, hopefully. We're going to come out to Kansas City, get some barbecue. That's a promise. Hell yeah. Well, thank you to all of our listeners. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, fuck cancer. Fuck cancer.